and welcome to the Original Content Podcast. I'm Anthony Ha. I'm Jordan Crook. And I'm Daryl Etherington. Every week we review a new streaming show or movie. This week we're going to talk about Falling for Christmas, a new Christmas movie on Netflix. And if uh, my other co-hosts have any other thoughts on generally on streaming Christmas movies, we can touch on those too. Um, before we get to that, we have a little bit of news and also for the first time in a while, some listener feedback. Which shows just how much this podcast crushes. <laughs> mm. Well, everybody thought it was perfect, so they don't need to address it. That's probably. right. Mm, no notes. Yeah. yeah. No notes. So first is an email sent to originalcontentpod at gmail.com. And it's an email from Salvatore Profaci. Uh, who I think has written to us before. We we switched email addresses a little while ago, so I, I can't find the full record, but he says he's a longtime listener, and I think that's true. And he says, longtime listener to your podcast here, just wanted to say that I forget exactly what you said at the beginning of your most recent podcast. This is our and or review, mm -hmm. but it basically had to do with you all getting too far into the weeds and talking about the streaming business and industry, et cetera. I just wanted to let you know that's that's one of my favorite parts of the podcast and I think it's super interesting and relevant. This is a keep up the good work email lol. So yeah. thank nice. you, Salvatore. Thanks. Yeah. I don't like when we talk about that stuff, but I'm glad that you do. If someone <laughs> likes it, then it's worth it. I like it. Looks like we're you're outvoted. Now we got yeah. well, you are already, but now we have Salvatore on the side too. Outvoted. So. <laughs> okay. I miss being your boss. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Jordan used to be both of our bosses, and that's that's not true anymore. And I don't think it's changed our dynamic in any way whatsoever. I don't think it has either. I still feel kind of like the boss. Oh, I was going to say, you never felt like You never felt like the boss. That's the thing about it. It's like I spent a lot of time in my head thinking I was the boss, and you guys spent a lot of time in your head thinking I wasn't the boss. Mm -hmm. And because of that, Everyone was happy. Yeah, Everyone got what true. they needed from yeah. it. You know, it was perfect. It was a perfect kind of delusion that we all lived in. I know. It's actually a really nice, like you should write a management book on that, on the technique of like, don't let them know you're boss, but you are boss. Yeah. Is the title of the book, I think. And like, if you ever, ever whip it out, it has to be in the rarest Wait, die on that. Why do no, you keep I mean, doing like, these quotes that are like these sound bites that you just want people to well, clip out? It's not in my because I'm an innocent angel. <laughs> and when you cut me off mid-sentence, you make it sound purposeful when it's not. If you ever choose to enforce your management over your direct reports, it should be in the rarest of occasions and it should be done at without being their boss, basically. Should be like, right. hey, I've been thinking about this, and this is something that. What do you think? Blah blah blah, blah. and that should happen like once every six years, which is basically what happened with us, Daryl. Yeah, that's true. It's like the cool mom approach to parenting. Yeah, I'm yeah. the cool like, mom. Are you having sex? Because <laughs> that's no big deal. Um. So let's talk about these other ones though, because I Daryl said something that fired me up pre-episode, and I can't let it go. Okay, uh, this was actually a review I was not going to read on the show, but but it seems like we want to talk about it. It's very mm -hmm. brief. Uh, so we had two reviews on Apple Podcasts, one that's very nice. But let's start with a negative, which is from uh, someone who just, I think it just says Midwest Represent. The title of the review is Miss Americana Episode, and this is a documentary that about and made by Taylor Swift on Netflix a few years ago. 
And the review says, just listen to this episode and boy, you guys are cynical. Give the artist some credit. I'm yeah, here to do that. Come I'm on. I'm here to do that. No, Check I think out, we all, Daryl. we all were negative, right? Including Jordan. I don't Jordan. think so. I don't remember. <laughs> do you guys remember the content of that I don't episode? Think, I don't think you are particularly negative. I think this To be is... fair, we've recorded about 250 episodes across like five years. So yeah. this was a while ago. I don't know if any of us quite remember where we stand. But I, I, before... I remember where I stand, but go continue. <laughs> So before the episode, Daryl said that Taylor Swift doesn't have talent. So I just want that on the record. That's not exactly what I said. But what did you say? Go ahead. I just said. What's your take? I don't think she's as talented as she wanted to convey is more what it is. I think that documentary, the problem with the documentary. wasn't about her talent. Well, anyways, it included segments of like her creative process and it made it look like, oh, I don't like it's probably just better left to mystery for some people of like how they arrive at their things because then you're probably more impressed by them than otherwise okay i'll just go ahead and say two things oh anthony are you you have something important well i just i do remember one thing from the view which i think was part of the disagreement was that i liked the fact that it showed some of the machinery of the celebrity and sort of the experience of being a celebrity and i think that that's interesting even if you are suspicious of the idea of celebrity, whereas Daryl's attitude was much more just burn it all down. Celebrities should not exist at all. And if they have to exist, we should not depict them. Expose ourselves to them. Uh, That's true, actually. Yeah, okay, I remember that. I think that was like... Feels like putting him off the hook for something that he just said right now in 2020. No, but that's a different, (laughs) that's a separate thought. But I think the other, my my anti-celebrity rant was like something I just continue to quietly believe but i'm i don't feel as strongly i would say as i did at the time i think now i'm just like well whatever is necessary but why am i railing against it it's kind of absurd like what am i gonna do there are better things to collapse the railing against Yeah. yeah totally so i'll just say my two pieces of information that i have or thoughts that i have so one is that um i think that taylor swift is incredibly talented and I think that she deserves a ton of credit for the content that she produces, both because she's a writer, but also I think where she really stands out is in her performance, like her live performances are yeah. like pieces of art. And I have tickets to the Eras tour and I'm going to appreciate that live art. And so that's one thing. But then the other thing, which I think is much more nuanced, is that as I've gotten older, I have more appreciation for the earnest celebrity. My other Mm. example of that is Anne Hathaway. Mm, Okay. Anne Hathaway is not a perfect person, right? And like to many, she is very grating. But I believe in my heart that like, rather than all of the stuff she does being a front, which I think most people assume that when an artist is really earnest and kind of like, what's the word I'm looking for, Anthony? Is it like cloying? Like yeah, when they or, are almost trying too hard, right? Like Right. That, I think a lot of people will, will say, yeah, like uh, the, the way people would describe it on Twitter is like try hard or cringe or something mm-hmm. like that. Right. And I think that when people see 
celebrities do that, they automatically assume that it's this like brand they're putting on. But like, I also believe that Anne Hathaway is a really intelligent person and she's also a fantastic actress and that brand wasn't working. So if it wasn't who she actually was, she probably would have pivoted it at some point, <laughs> right. right? It like did not get a warm reception, but I believe that's who she is. And in my younger days, I would have been like, cringe, that's embarrassing, that's annoying. Like you need to be a, have more chill. That's not a personality that I am attracted to. But as I get older, the more I'm like, you know, good for her. Like she just is exactly who she is. She loves trying hard. She loves kind of like being that person and that's who she is and like good on her. And I think Taylor Swift is very similar. Like in Miss Americano, you literally watch her come to the realization that she has this big platform and that she's going to like, you know, fuck with the American legislative system and all of these things. And like, it's not great. I'm not like, wow, what a leader of men. Right. But I'm like, cool for being you like for, I don't think that she loves cats because it's good for her brand. I think she just like loves cats <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's like fine. I'm like, I'm more into that now than I used to be. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that lands. Or I like sense. that. I think, I mean, I think a lot of it is, is case dependent, but, but certainly I can get behind that overall sentiment. I do want to read this other review, which was also posted yeah. recently from emotional engine. The on theme, the, the title of this review is I believe. And yeah. Uh, the text is in this podcast, three, sometimes four hosts chat about <laughs> one of us has a multiple personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, we used to have more. Yeah, we do have guests. guests. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and that's something I'd like to bring back, actually, um, about a season of a popular show or film, a casual conversation, like as one reviewer said, a dinner party. The individual personalities mix well and offer dynamic, insightful takes that bring the listener deeper into the seasons of shows we've enjoyed and want to keep alive. What needs work is when hosts haven't watched the full seasons of the shows. I think you have a dynamite formula when you choose shows you all watched in their entirety. In no world do I want to hear about a show from someone who didn't watch it. Perhaps just leave shows until you've all seen them, or better yet, wait until you all are equally enthusiastic about a particular one. For example, the show about Love is Blind Season 3 was great. I loved your hot takes. Oh. Unfortunately, combining that show with The Vow Season 2 was a miss because no one had seen all of it. I had. It's okay. It's okay. Let him finish. Let him finish. <laughs> Uh, I do think it would be interesting to hear why someone didn't finish the show, but in my in my humble opinion, your pod triumphs and reaches an awesome dynamism when everyone has seen it. Wow. Triumphs. Hmm. So, yeah, you had seen all of The Vow and Anthony had not seen all of Love is Blind. So there's a flaw in the premise of that's the fine. argument. That's, that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. I actually got a lot of good feedback on our Love is Blind stuff. I got like three text messages from people I hadn't talked to in a really long time. So oh, what, nice. for whatever reason, listen, I argue all the time that Love we should blind. just pivot this to pure to trash reality television. television. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's not a terrible idea. <laughs> but I mean, so what is this emotional engine? I don't know your actual yeah. name, person. I mean, I think that the truth of the matter is, is that we don't get paid for this. We are three speak for yourselves. I get really good friends. <laughs> and this is a way for us to spend some time together in the week talking about things that we're interested in. And it's not always possible with full time jobs and families, et cetera, to watch every single thing that we set out to watch. We aim for at least one of us to have seen something in entirety so that the person who hasn't can maybe be more of a moderator or a question asker. We do our best. We're never gonna. We're never ever gonna be able to all three watch every single thing that we review all the time. So it's just gonna have to be what it is <laughs> a little bit. 
first of all, thank you for the review. I think that mm-hmm. is really oh, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. It was really nice. And when we say that we are open to criticism, I mean, this is exactly what we're talking about is like, I like, like, I'd r- much rather have like this long in-depth review than just like you five suck. stars in one sentence. I mean, you can do that too. D- don't let me stop you if you're going to do that. But in a it's way, this, of speech. this makes me feel more <laughs> like what we're doing is actually being listened to and engaged with, right? Like, I'd rather have somebody who like clearly has been listening to the episodes and, you know, has like good things and bad things to say. I, I totally. love that. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a good thing to remember of like just reflecting a little bit on that. Definitely our goal is to have one person have watched the whole thing, at least ideally everyone. But but that's not always possible. And some I think some of us, including me, would really hate recording the show if we had to watch all of everything. But um you know, finding ways to make sure that the fact that we haven't watched all of it doesn't dominate the conversation, that it's not just like, uh, like, you know, like sometimes I don't know because just... I didn't see it. Yeah, right. Exactly. So that's that's worth thinking about for sure. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah, the other like tiny slice of it, which is just that we have some there's a Venn diagram of things that we all enjoy. And then there's Venn diagrams of things that we don't, you know, Daryl and Anthony like superhero stuff and me and Daryl like trash and, you know. Me and Anthony right. like dramas a little bit more, I think, than Daryl does. So it sometimes one of us just has to tap out because they don't want to spend their time consuming something that they don't care as much about. And, right. You know, it is what it is. But that's what allows us to have such a widespread of things on the show. Right. Right. But appreciate the review and definitely. Yeah, we still like you. Yeah, I do. We'll definitely, I think, keep talking about how to, you know, structure these shows in as much as they're structured at all. Um, so kind of the, the Taylor people... Swift of comments. <laughs> oh boy, it? it was very <laughs> earnest. Uh, but yeah, we'll also do. I think uh, it's worth trying. Like you know, we should. We do want to try more to have whole like select stuff that we all are interested in watching as much as possible, and then also maybe do more one-off things or like shorter content so that we definitely can all see it all. Like I think that's a fair invalid criticism that we'll try to integrate more but it's not going to be all the time yeah yeah for sure there's definitely still going to be episodes where there are imbalances but that's part of the fun i hope yeah. great well let's talk about some additional hbo max news i know we talked about it last week but that was really focused more on the title um this week there has been more news about additional shows that are being either canceled or just taken off what hbo max and and this has been happening for a lot of this year where, where shows have been disappearing. And originally it was a bunch of animated shows. Um, oh, and the yeah. latest announcement, they canceled The Nevers, which was a Joss Whedon show, which was already sort of paused because Joss Whedon has become kind of a very controversial figure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it, and then Minx was also canceled and, and remo- is going to be removed. Westworld, which had already been canceled uh, a few weeks ago, is being removed from HBO Max. Why Love Life moved? is being removed from HBO Max. So they don't have to pay royalties. Is Love Life the one with Anna Kendrick? Yeah. That the first season. so good. Yeah. Actually, I think she's in the second season too, but she's a secondary character. She's briefly in the second season. Yeah. Because yeah. Yeah. I think the idea is that each season of it focuses on one person's love, love life love over life. years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but there's one like they date, each dated the person in the previous season at some point or something like that. So what? What? when are the, these things going away? Can we buy them on Apple? Are they like gone, gone? Some of them will be available on Apple. I think 
like Westworld, I think will not be uh, available. Oh, I Westworld think, can just... go. I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, the original seasons were so nice, though. Mm-hmm. No, season one was great, and then everything fell apart. Uh, I, I would say it's two seasons, but still. I guess it's kind of unsatisfying to watch them, knowing that it's not going to go anywhere. Uh, also, let's see. Like, I just don't need to feel like that again. Oh, Raised by Wolves is also being removed. But Westworld and Raised by Wolves are going somewhere else. Right. That's wild to me that like, so is HBO, is that whole thing in that much trouble that they can't pay royalties on the actual content that they spent millions of dollars making? (laughs) That blows my mind. Right. I think, first of all, it just is a deeply embarrassing thing to do. Like you shouldn't, it just, I feel like just makes your service look janky and shitty. Yeah. Um, Cut some social media people. I think that what, by the way, so I I did look up, I I read the, I just reread the TechCrunch article on this. I don't think there's a date yet. It's more like this is happening. Yeah. Um, Exactly when that'll happen. Is it confirmed or is it reported? Oh, it's it's, it's confirmed. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's absolutely confirmed. Um, I think probably it's just, I think there'll be different dates for different shows, but and in some cases, these are shows that are they're going to try to sell to to other services. Um, yeah, fast services they call them free ad supported, like fast fashion. Uh, it's an acronym, but yeah, for free ad supported streaming TV like Roku and whatever else. So they're yeah they're using them. They like they're like so they'll probably they'll those people will still get paid royalties through these, but then. HBO will also get a cut of the ad sales against these. So it'll be like revenue positive as opposed to revenue cost, but subscriber draw, right? So they're on balance saying, oh, we don't need it for subscriber draw, but we can use it to make a little bit of money. Yeah, I get it. It's just like still not the greatest show of force, right? No. Right. Like shock and awe in the other way. I didn't realize this, but the worst news is that F Boy Island seasons one and two are both also being removed, which is really awful because that's a fantastic show. They gotta sell those to Hulu or something. They did sell those ones are going to somewhere else, so they'll be on an ad supported thing at least. I really want Love Life to get picked up. I, I I just feel like that's one of those shows that's like pretty timeless and that anyone can pick up at any time and really enjoy. I, that one's not that one's not on the list of going somewhere else. That's too bad. I mean, it's it's possible. I think yeah, yeah it's it is not possible. announced. It's it seems pretty unlikely. Um, I think that it seems like there there was a report in Vulture that part of the reason this is happening is I mean, one thing that's obvious is just you know this the Discovery Warner Media merger has happened fairly recently. They're doing a ton of cost cutting. And then specifically this year, because the merger happened this year, there's a bunch a bunch of tax benefits they can get for write-offs this year that they can't get in the future. Mm. So it's about doing all that cost-cutting oh, now. Poor legal pu- department. Can you imagine? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> pulling pulling the, the Band-Aid off now. I mean, again, I, this, is, this stuff is not confirmed. This is a, a, a report, but that... I, you know, the hope is that this happens now and you, this is not something that you're going to see every year, but it definitely has made HBO Max feel much more disposable as a service that if at any point I need to cut like the number of services I subscribe to, HBO Max is going to be the first to go because it yeah, just feels like dumping stuff. Yeah. Disney yeah. Was yeah. Count on first it. to go. So. Just if anyone was curious, it would be Disney for me because <laughs> I can't let go of succession. 
Right. That's the thing with HBO is they like I I could be an outlier here, but I think that all they need is their one show. And like, yeah, there are going to be people who are smart enough and like proactive enough to like turn it on and off during Mm -hmm. a show like that or whatever. But for me, they just need the one. They had Game of Thrones. They had Westworld for a year or two. They have Succession now. They just need the one that I'm like, well, I can't live without that. So, yeah, I I think that's I I think they are taking they consciously take that approach. And I think Apple is kind of going towards the same direction. Yeah. Yeah. What would you say Apple's is? Uh, Severance. Severance. Yeah. It was Ted Lasso, and then everyone realized Ted Lasso was t- total garbage trash. Like <laughs> I got me. halfway through the second season of Severance. And- oh, Severance. Never mind. I always switch, mix it with The Servant. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that. <laughs> like, I don't think that that's the one. <laughs> okay. I mean, I think it's different for different people, right? But for, definitely. So I've canceled Apple TV Plus, but when Severance comes back, I will reactivate it to watch Severance. Um I could imagine HBO Max falling into a similar thing where like when uh, as long as Succession is on, I'll, I'll activate it for to, to watch Succession, but I'll turn You're it off like again. so much less lazy than I am. <laughs> I have a gym membership that I haven't used in like seven months. And I'm like, well, OK, one day I'll go just leave it like that. Could go anytime. Could go in January anytime. like it's everybody around the else. Corner, I could walk. Yeah. It's like active. Am I not participating in it? That's what they uh, like. I think that's a lot of a big chunk. That's right. their model. That's, business that's model. the yeah. model. Yeah, that's really. I mean, in a way, you're you're doing something good because you're you're making these businesses viable. Which is that's true. You're it's supporting a small jobs. business too. It's not a chain. So. Oh, good. good. Yeah, it's really um, more of a civic duty. Than <laughs> the one other thing I wanted to mention is in a separate article on Vulture, uh, the headline is "TV has always disappeared. This feels different," and it's about the fact that. I think there was this period where when, when streaming was first getting started and you could just watch everything on Netflix and then, you know, Netflix and HBO and Hulu, um, you know, it felt like streaming was where you'd just be able to watch anything you want forever. And now we're in this really unstable period, partly, you know, partly because the the streaming business model is not really as sustainable <laughs> as maybe we thought and and as Wall Street thought. So it's about sort of just wrapping our heads around the fact that things are going to disappear. You can't sort of count on your favorite show or movie being available on, on, on these services anymore. And, um, you know, as an individual uh, watcher of, of TV that, that again, it, it, it makes me doubt, like I had sort of stopped really thinking about like buying things on iTunes, buying DVDs, but like, I'm I'm back and thinking like I don't know should I get a DVD player again maybe that would be a good oh, idea. Oh boy, a DVD player. A DVD player? Blu-ray, but sure. Blu-ray. Okay. I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know, man, either. This. That's also how I feel. But like just don't worry just get about a PlayStation. it. PlayStation. They're gone. What do you love enough that you want to re- There's so few things that I love enough that I feel like I'll have time in my Life. It's basically Star Which, Trek and a, a bunch of movies. Things. Those are the yeah. two. Mm. There's a few things that I love enough to watch. I mean, I've watched Big Bang Theory probably. Oh boy! Oh, Same don't thing with get Friends. Me started. Oh no! I mean, we all have a right to our opinion. <laughs> Just because yours are dumb doesn't mean that I can't have mine. You know. Anyway, okay. should we review the worst thing to ever happen on Netflix? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Falling for Christmas is a 
film on Netflix. Um, by the way, I think film. I'm, we're going to call this spoiler it's free, but also it is an impossible movie to spoil because <laughs> you can watch the first five minutes and predict every single thing that's going to happen. Yes. So if people want to talk about the end, I'm not going to stop you. Like, who cares? Um, it's a tragic ending. That's what you predicted, <laughs> right? And this is very yeah, much everyone dies. Of, <laughs> everyone dies, sad and alone. <laughs> this is very much in the vein of some of the movies we reviewed last year. We did like a Christmas roundup, and and I got up to speed on, you know, the Princess Switch, a Christmas Prince. This is from the same company, not just Netflix, but this company called Mo- uh, Motion Picture Corporation of America, which does these. It just super... sounds like an industry organization. <laughs> so funny. So <laughs> right. there's a little store in Brooklyn near where I used to live that was called Mobile Steam Broiler Corporation, and I was like, "What is that? What is? And why is that the name of the company?" And that's what this makes me think of. It would be like if I called myself like. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know what the facsimile is, but huh. a mobile steam boiler. They make hot yeah. dog carts, right? I don't know. Oh. What does that mean? Okay. What do I you think? Know. But it's um yeah, it's a low budget Christmas movie starring Lindsay Lohan and Cord Overstreet, which is one of the all time great yes. actor names. Cord Who wants Overstreet? to summarize it? Hmm. It's been about three weeks since I've seen it, but I, I would take a stab at it unless you feel strongly, Daryl. No, go for it. I think I'm. I think we saw it around the same time. Okay, the heiress to a hospitality fortune. What's her name? Cassandra. Something really like. Risky. Her name is Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> Let's go with that. Lindsay. She has Lohan. multiple names in this program. Is Sierra Belmont. Sierra. <laughs> mm, perfect. <laughs> is engaged to an influencer or about to be engaged to an influencer. They're going up to their, to her dad's hotel in the mountains, Colorado or something. Um, because her dad really wants to get her a job, but she's torn and she's really spoiled and her and her boyfriend go up the mountain, ignoring multiple signs that say, don't go up this mountain and a storm hits and right after she gets proposed to she falls down the mountain held only by the ring that slips right off her finger before she falls down the mountain and she's found and discovered by a local uh bed and breakfast owner real down-to-earth guy who just loves salt of the earth yeah super salt of the earth He's a widower, widower, yep. The men are widowers with the daughter. And he finds her, takes her to the hospital, and she has amnesia. She can't remember anything until from before the moment she wakes up, basically, from this terrible fall. And (laughs) it's a story of her learning the hard knocks of life and also her ability to do things that she maybe has never done for herself. Also while not knowing that she's never done them for herself and bonding with this daughter and bonding with this family and finding a moral compass all the while her influencer boyfriend, who is probably gay. I would love to know what you guys think about. Yes. I think it's confirmed at the end, right? That he's gay. Like he never says it out loud, but that's very clearly the message. Right. Yeah, is found by this ice fisher who takes care of him and they have to hike back because the car is out of gas or something. 
and they have to hike back to the mountain and at the end everyone well do i spoil it or not i mean basically you've got the gist of it yeah you know they all are happy or whatever it's a goddamn christmas everything movie, like works so out what do you think's gonna happen at yeah. the end basically uh yeah is that a fair that's a, summary? No, that's a good yeah. summary that's a good summary yeah thanks guys love the validation i don't even know where to start <laughs> this, I no. thought this was the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Certainly the worst thing I've seen this year. <laughs> Do you think it was worse or better than the Princess Switch and Christmas Prince? Yeah, that's the that's the big question. Okay, so I liked the Princess Switch. I mean, just because I think it has that high concept, so it's kind of fun. I mean, I don't think it's a good movie, but I enjoyed watching high it. High concept? Like the concept of feeling like you're high in order to enjoy <laughs> it? Just that it's you know <laughs> Vanessa Hudgens trying to do the dumbest accent pretending to be two different people that is not convincing but is fun yeah yeah and Whereas, seems like do you they're think Lindsay fun. Lohan acting is the similar thing I don't it didn't I didn't get the same impression that she was having a blast doing this it was more like she was taking this seriously which is a little sad but I mean I think she did a perfectly sad, fine which job is kind of funny but that's because yeah. there's nothing, but you know, there's nothing to it. There's nothing to the character. There's nothing to any of the characters. There's... Well, so I would disagree. Not that there's nothing to the characters. The influencer character, it was something to it. He was working hard. That he was. actor was working, working hard. hard. But my, so my thing about the Lohan thing was like, I felt like it was like flawed in a lot of like really funny ways of like, oh, she got uh, amnesia, but then she kind of remembers that she fucking sucks. Like she just innately sucks still in yeah, a lot yeah. of ways, but also doesn't remember other things where she <laughs> it's it was really hit or miss where they're like, well, here's how this amnesia. There wasn't a lot of her. coherence, but like that's okay, right? That's like, how that's all not... movies handle amnesia. Like yeah, that's it's true. always like incredibly contrived in terms of what they remember and don't. It remember. reminded me a lot of overboard, which is the best possible mm, that the original is. overboard yeah. is the best possible movie to come out of this kind of like trope right it is absolutely it is um because it's good through and through yeah. but except for a uh, memento oh yeah but that's completely different that's <laughs> no, not the same shit. okay <laughs> i was like what um <laughs> but i think so i just have to point this out because it was the most delightful moment of the entire movie for me was when she goes to point um to make breakfast yeah and she pours <laughs> so much oil in the pan and then she grabs two eggs and just throws them in the pan <laughs> i i like cackled laughing i, I don't know that why too. that tickled me as much as it did but it was so unexpected well it was so like also like that also doesn't make any sense at all in terms of like <laughs> why would she logically like be like so confident that this is the way that it happens <laughs> <laughs> also like do you have any memory of eggs like you have to have a memory of eggs right right because like you have to have a memory of breakfast in order to have wanted to make eggs in the beginning and you know that when you've eaten eggs they're not full of shells no her 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 memory is so confident that they all they all have shells for some reason all her life pre-amnesia she just assumed all eggs, were eggs are in here like crunch. shells are in here and she the doesn't crunch that's what I think is the best. This is what I'm talking about with the amnesia is like, she's really confident in a lot of stuff. That's like, you had to make a solid choice about this. If, even if you didn't know anything about it previously, like, same thing with the bed sheet. Like, you know, yeah. that the sheet goes on the bed and that beds have sheets. Right. But how to apply it is not in your 
Right. But you have a confident take about how you think Mm -hmm. it is done. Starfish. (laughs) Again, I I think the main defense is that amnesia in movies never makes any sense. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know anything about how about to how it works in real life, if it works in real life. But like, I would think that basically they would the way they would justify it is is that she has like, you know, a ton of muscle memory, but or essentially has no muscle memory for any of these tasks and doesn't know how it had to do any of them. Um, but she like doesn't also have any power of logic because like when you look at a fitted bed sheet, you know, yeah. 100% that you don't put all four corners on at once. Right. Like unless you're a small child, maybe. <laughs> no, but that's because she never touched any of this stuff. So in I her know, fantasy right. brain, Still, she established. you've never yeah. seen a fitted sheet in your life and you were told to put it on a mattress there's never a world in which your first try would be to get all four corners on at once as just a human being with powers of reason and logic. She doesn't have any of that. This uh, is somewhat she... exaggerated, but I think that if you were to ask my wife, Julie, she could probably come up with five instances where I tried to figure out some task around the apartment. And she was just like, how, how have you, did you never figure out how to do this? This mm-hmm. you're an idiot. Are you weaponizing um, incompetence? <laughs> no, I, I have genuine incompetence. And then I've, in most cases, I've actually then done it and it's become my actual job in the, in, you know, that, that that's how we divide up your, the chores. Right. Yeah. So Once it's, it's it not right. like I don't do it, but it's like, there are things where um, either I just didn't do it in my previous apartments or I did it in a really stupid and bad way. And or so, maybe a better way. It's fine to try new ways to do things. No. It's true. Okay, always, really. always iterate. Tara's awesome if she has let you think that there's a bunch of ways to try to do things because I don't have that here with Danny. <laughs> there's one way to do things. Uh, Actually, the the idea that there was there are multiple ways to do things, not a single right way to do things, is something that Julie put into her vows that she has to remind herself of. Mm. So there you go. That's interesting. I wonder if that'll show up in Danny's vows. I doubt it. Um <laughs> I so here's another just like high level take on falling for Christmas. It's kind of like impossible, I feel like, to watch this movie without focusing somewhat on Lindsay Lohan as a person, Mm -hmm. right? And like, I want to be cautious in the way that I approach this, but like, she's such a part of my childhood, at least, right? Like, Parent Trap was one of our go to movies, we watched it all the time such a great film and such a great performance from her playing two roles, like just talking of Vanessa Hudgens, right? Like mm-hmm. this is a little girl who played two roles pretty fucking well. Right. And I think that she had so much potential to be a great actress. And I think that that's probably still in her to some extent. And I obviously think that she had very little to work with here, but I don't think that I think she did a fine job for what she was given and Mm -hmm. I would love to see her in more stuff. I would love to see her get back to work and do more things. Honestly, I like feel a real empathy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think, I mean, it it was kind of like, I didn't hate this. I thought it was fine and a little bit fun in terms of, I thought it was very stupid. Let me be clear about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's a stupid movie for sure. But it's nice to see her on screen, right? Yeah, it is nice. It felt like I felt this weight lifted, like not a real big one because I don't spend all my time worrying about Lindsay Lohan, but like, 
was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad she's doing something, right? Yeah. Like, even if it's this. And I hope she had fun, and I hope she gets picked up to do more things. Yeah, yeah. I did think there was, like, I there was a little bit too much. It, I guess it's just a her vehicle, so that makes sense. But it was almost too much of a her vehicle, maybe. I don't know. Probably. Because there was, like, a lot of... There was a lot of stuff that was just weird of like she would wake up and her hair would be perfectly done and then some someone would have to come in and do her hair and then it was like but her hair is already perfectly done and it was like That's how much of this people, is people Daryl well, actually super realistic but how much of it was with her in like insisting on like I need to look like this in yeah, every single all scene all the time probably there are much better movies than this one and much better tv shows than this one where uh, you know an actress wakes up in bed and her hair and makeup are already sure. perfect i think that's yeah. just a convention of movies and tv yeah but also i get this what you're whole... saying it was like you probably felt her contractual the mm-hmm. obligations yes. that the film had to her in order to say this is my return to film and these stipulations basically must be right. met based on my reputation as a human yeah. being. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's entire. Um, my sense, and I, I'm looking at her just her like filmography now. Is, I mean, in front of you. She, no, it's just <laughs> I think she has done you know a lot of low budget. She's like continued to kind of work for um the last few years and and done a lot of low budget stuff. So it's not like this alone is the only thing that, but. But this, I think because, and I mean, this is also incredibly low budget. I don't think like this is a, it was a all her mission. and that's why, right. <laughs> well, and it's whatever just the... rake otter tower or whatever, who's what's his name? Right. Logan otter, otter street, right. outer Coke cord over street, court over street. <laughs> Found him but I mean, I think it's also just the fact that it's on Netflix, right? That's, I think the biggest thing about it. At Christmas time, it's right. like it was like heavily promoted. I don't know if it was like showing up in y'all's feeds or if it was in mine just because of Danny's Christmas Prince stuff, but it was all over the place. It was trending, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. So I think there was, it was certainly going to be a bigger splash than whatever she's been doing for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, except for her reality show about running a club in uh, Greece. 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 Yeah. I can't get that dance thing out of my head. What dance? Every thing? time I think of her, I think of her and Mykonos dancing. Do you remember oh, the video? I think it's of so the upsetting. one where she adopted the strange um, pseudo Arabic accent and was like yelling at someone. <laughs> that was that's the main thing that comes into my head because I'm like, why does she? Why did she pick that up? I, I mean, I think that actually the thing that I like enjoyed the most or just made me feel like vaguely happy was the outtakes at the end because you just yes, see him having a good time on the set. Which that was too. Outtakes are always a little bit suspicious. You're like, how much yeah, are you yeah. playing for the camera? But okay, that's fine. But I feel like they had to do that because my whole thing while I was watching this was like, was she terrible to the other people on this movie? And then I feel like, they were cognizant that that was going to be a question some people were going to have in their head. And then they mm-hmm. had the outtakes to be like, no, they had fun. Right. And then you're right. like, do I trust that? But yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always something a little bit performative about them. I think when people realize this is going to be an outtake, they were they're like, we're having fun. This is so fun. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I, I would say that have fun making a movie though. Oh, I think lots of people have not had fun making movies. In the past, it seems really like 
like what's his name place of privilege like just the riddler making a movie (laughs) the riddler who couldn't (laughs) who could no longer sleep or whatever because of the horrors in his brain (laughs) i mean i've I've, there's definitely i mean you hear about situations where like especially the star can be incredibly abusive to other people which is i think that's part of what they're trying to say did not happen here right and then i but in general i think what i've heard is that movies can be really rough because you just are like waiting around for so long I suspect that did not happen with this movie because I think they shot this in like two uh, yeah weeks. probably a couple of weeks two yeah. days yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I th- I think for me what I did not like about it besides the fact that it's just bad in every way is that <laughs> I I've realized now that there's tears within the uh, tears T I E R not like crying tears <laughs> within yeah. the Netflix Both. Christmas movies because there are the other the other kinds of Christmas movies talked about on the show, like Love Hard, Holiday, like these are not by most standards, particularly good movies, but it still feels like there's a little bit of imagination and craft that went into them. And the ones that come from Motion Picture Corporation of America, Christmas Prince, Princess Switch, they just feel so like they were like made in a factory and there's such totally. a form- formula. Yes. They were made by motion picture corporation or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, the most generic thing. And it's just, yeah, like there's always, there's always a scene where the guy goes and like helps at a charity and then the woman has to get into that as well. Yeah, but how there's, are you going to know he's a good guy? Otherwise? There's yeah. like, the, that's some the symbol. Cute, there's some cute kid who falls in love who like, you know, then like, yeah. develops an affection for the woman and like that's how you know she's actually good and it's just seeing that repeated like multiple times now I like I just I really do not like it I like it in that it harkens back to like a old school Hollywood to me of like just execs with the like a cigar hanging out their mouth being like well, you need to have a kid doing the thing and then and it's like let's shoot it these... in color yeah yeah <laughs> but it's just like slap it together production line style get it out there amuse the masses there's something satisfying about that for me right well i think the argument is that or, or to me what's interesting is like in the old hollywood system is like yes there's like this really rigid formula of things you can and can't do and then the greatest of the Hollywood directors could color within those lines, but still make something great that made you forget the formula. Yeah. Um, this is the, it's like, there are really rigid lines and all you can see. Well, what about the lines. influencer and his uh, connection unique. with the ice fisher? Cause that's very unique outside of the box. <laughs> Go on, please, please, please explain. <laughs> I takes a hook out of his face. I don't know. There's nothing yeah. else. It was they eat that, beans. I the found that B plot super annoying. I was like, "Please stop going to this B plot." I don't <laughs> know. The influencer was the only one who had like any even remotely clever writing. Like it wasn't like yeah. enough to make me laugh, but at least it was like, "Oh, someone you whoever's writing him, yeah, was like, I'm gonna be a good writer one day." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I also think these movies have like a sort of. I mean, relatively tame, but but undeniable, like conservative streak in them too. Like it's it's very much about like showing that these are like good family, like they're going to be like a good family, like family men. That it's like about like right. Con- you like, reject the modern and the the right, right. Yeah, uh, whatever. Like the divergent for like the safe and the like 
homogenous. That's why it's great that he was gay. And exactly. And they're also generally very heteronormative. So the fact that we have a gay character and we're like happy about them hooking up at the end is really nice, even though they never explicitly say that. That's right. It's it's just like you figure it out. It's a different guy he hooks up with. It's the manager of the hotel, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's not the ice fisher. The ice fisher was always straight. The ice fisher was just to awaken in him something. Right. Just make him a slightly better person. No, no, no. His homosexuality. To awaken in him something <laughs> is the creepiest thing you've ever said. Um, wow. Yeah, no. But there's a lot of like really like. So you know how in um, Pixar movies, they're like meant to be the movie that you can take your kids to and watch in theaters. And that there's like jokes that Stuff are explicitly for you. Yeah. For, yeah. adults that like could completely slip by a kid and then they watch it like 12 years later and they're like oh that was dirty right or whatever mm-hmm. like it felt like this was the ham-handed version of that where like the gay jokes were like really obvious yeah <laughs> and not subtly slipped in for those of us who would enjoy them and that like little Timmy would have some questions about them at the end of the film. Children cannot watch this or any of these movies, in my opinion, but too sinful. I think it's less about the adults getting it and the kids not getting it. And although that could be part of it too, but it's also, um, you know, I think it's similar to what Disney has done as they've tried to have um, queer characters in their movies is yeah try they, to have they, your you can figure it out without but, stating it so that they can slip by the Chinese censors or something right, right. or like you know in, in various like Middle Eastern countries and then yeah. as they've and it, I mean it's always been so ridiculous when they're like oh and then you can see LeFou dancing with a man for three seconds in Beauty and the Beast but then the, the thing that's crazy is as soon as they've inched past that then a bunch of countries are like no we're not showing this movie you've right. got a same-sex couple in this movie get out of here yeah um, yeah and I think in some ways, this is a similar approach where Netflix can be like, what? There's no, I don't know what you you're know, talking about. Gay characters mm-hmm. in yeah. here. Like they just, just got in a limo together. Yeah. Maybe it's no big deal. Maybe you should think about what that says about you. Have you ever been in a limo <laughs> with another man? <laughs> and you think that's gay? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, it also doesn't feel like this was actually for families. Like it feels like no, it's no. for us basically. Mm. And that. You know. I think all of these occupy that weird band where it's like this is not family content. This is like for. Why do you say that? I don't. Just they feel like, like I don't. I don't. I can't. I just like don't see a child this. watching this and no. finding it good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or like, even being no, distracted by it. Yeah, there's no like. There's not enough quality slapstick or like lowbrow or whatever the kids are into these days. And there's not enough for us either. It's literally like, it's kind of. You know, I said on Love is Blind, like it's for people who hate people. Like it kind yeah. of is in that world of like, I'm going to watch this just to, you know, poison my own mind in 2022. <laughs> I think this you know? is more like, like a, a, a salve or a bomb, but like, like wine, you know, like I know it's going to leave me with a headache, but right. I'm going to drink some tonight. But I think a lot of people watch this for that normalizing effect of it, of like, oh, this is what like it's a little bit of a pablum it's just like oh yeah life life is like this and it's like have you looked left or right like maybe there's a huge rat sitting next to you and on the other side is like 
I'm just saying they're like living in squalor or something, but then they're like, what? no, that's fine. I'm watching this thing. What are you talking about? I was like totally in it with you. And I was like, yeah, like wearing khaki pants. And you're like, there's a right rat to your right. And there's squalor. I just mean their real life isn't that. going so great, but then they can watch no this. No one's real life like... is going great. You don't have to bring rats and squalor. Well, maybe there's a huge it. rat there. We don't have rats or squalor, <laughs> the three of us, and none of our lives are going great. Yeah, that's true. Um, is this how Canadians imagine life in America? I think that's what There's New York is like. To you, You're just right. sitting there, and there, I think the roof is open to the sky, because and then there's a huge rat to your it's right. It's not open to the sky until it starts raining, and then you're like, oh, it is open to the sky uh, somehow. Wait, I want to bring up something very important, is that Lindsay Lohan's sister, Aliana Lohan, was in this movie in a very no, important role. Yes, she yes. was. Where? Who? When? She played the lady who was also on her staff or something. She's like the second or third in line whenever people come into her room in a panic to like show her dresses wow. and do her hair. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. But she and does she speak. Sing? She has some speaking. Yes. Yeah. And she sang the song at the end. Oh, did she? Did yeah. she sing the song? Yeah. Like the credit song. Oh, like the credit song, not like on camera. <laughs> right. And right. Lindsay Lohan sang. Yes, she did. Oh, her, yeah. the movie. They really teased the like, oh, it's a harken back to Mean Girls. And it was like, no, it's not. It's just something she did in the radio in the car or whatever. I thought it was going to be a whole number. I saw these articles about like, remember, it's the same. And then it was not that. She just sang the same song, but not in any context that was reminiscent of Mean Girls whatsoever. Right. I don't know what you're talking about. Like the, the she, cause in Mean she Girls, sing? she did the, the, they did the talent show presentation of yeah i remember Nana that Baby scene or in mean girls everyone remembers that scene in mean right. girls so uh before this movie came out everybody was song? like she's back and she's doing it and she and it's just like mean girls and there was all these articles and like side by side pictures and everything and then in the movie it was like oh that that was it like it happened it coincidentally yeah. was the same song but that's about the only that's the end of the comparisons mm. Which I think is basically the approach of everything in this movie is like, oh, yeah, let's do that thing and then just do it in the most lazy way yeah. imaginable. Yeah. One other thing I want to talk about is Santa Claus in this movie. because Oh, no. Actor. Why, did they why have is this? there always like a, some <sighs> random magical element? Stop. Yeah. And he just looks, he just, they just have him kind of staring in what I think is yeah. supposed to be a very kindly way at the characters. But it's creepy. Yeah, he comes off creepy like all it. the time. It's creepier than something that is awakened within him. And I thought he was like, oh, maybe this is guy. I was like, did they use this guy in the other Princess Verse movies or whatever? Yeah, but they I feel haven't. Like they did. No, he's not. But there not is a creepy them. Santa in a lot of them. There's yeah. like a creepy, like, wave the hand and the sprinkles of sparkles come out and then something magical happens. And it's like, we didn't need, there was no reason. No. But this is a different guy than has been in any of those. His name okay. is Bus Riley, which mm, is a cool name. Good old Bus Riley in Court Overstreet taking on the town. What was Court Overstreet in before? He was in something. Glee. Is he the Oh, yeah. Name? He was in Glee. That's yeah. right. I mean, that's really name is destiny, right? If you've got that name, you have to be cast in Glee. No, yeah, that's, that's true. his pseudonym that he chose to be an actor. Uh, I don't nope. know. Birth name. Yeah. Ford Paul Overstreet, at least according to Wikipedia. You're a so liar. If, if it's and not, so like, then he's, he's done a good job of hiding it. And it, well, also, his, it's pronounced Chord. So. 
Jordan? What? No, it's no. Not. <laughs> Fuck off. You're, you're lying. <laughs> it's not. Is so it it's stupid? Not. It's not. No. Okay. Get out of here. Jordan. <laughs> he was born in Nashville and his, his uh, father was a singer-songwriter. Oh, and his mother this... was a makeup artist. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. They were in yeah. showbiz. Checks so. out. Yeah. Let's call him Cord. But if he had a normal life. You know what's nice? Music chords. How about this yeah. baby is named that also? Cord. Beautiful origin story. Man. Yeah. Anyway, Santa is creepy. Anything else we want to talk about from Falling for Christmas or other Christmas movies we want to recommend? I just need to make sure that it's understood that this is probably the stupidest name for a movie ever because it was like Falling for Christmas is literally like she falls in skiing. That was the, yeah, that's but then all she there falls is. In love. No, I know that it's too. It's an entendre. Oh my God. It's just the, it's the laziest possible. No, it's I not. I could never it's remember clever. the name. I had to, I had kept having to just Google Lindsay Lohan Christmas movie because I could never remember the name. How many times did you try to remember the name? I mean, when I was looking it up to watch it and then to look it up before we recorded too. Wow. So two times. Wow. So another reason why you have to watch Falling for Christmas because there's a rat to your right and there's, <laughs> there's a rat to, to my right. Left. To my left. <laughs> Nothing's going your way. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking weird, dude. Okay, well, yeah, I don't have anything. I, I don't think that there's anything that anyone has about no. this. And as I was really hoping there for... would be a princess or something, but they didn't. They just had Netflix on the TV with the sh- with the shows on it so oh, it's I one of those that yeah that was a good meta. Yeah. i do like that that's what they're putting the work into they're like where can we fit this in oh i was worried about really... her lines don't worry about the lines for the characters where can we where get can we the princess in? universe but the so the thing i thought was very strange was they shot I think they shot in like Utah or something but they had a location that looked like really beautiful and scenic of the the resort but then they had to blue screen in the mountains and that looked like shit and i was like what what location was this what it was actually in the background that you had to do this like was it on a was there just a parking lot around it or a bunch of rats (laughs) (laughs) they they claim they shot in utah in uh yeah salt lake and park city but i bet a lot of stuff was just in a random studio somewhere yeah But, but the resort looked was real so it was just whatever the was behind like the resort. Trash. The like nice sucked. resort didn't actually look. This that was nice. the other resort, I think. I think it was his resort, which actually did look kind of nice. But... It did look nice, yeah, totally. Yeah. And it looked like it had been like roughed up for the movie. Like but it probably was pretty nice. Up. No, it still looked really nice. No, but like they chose, they had to have chosen the like linens and mm. shit like that right like those actual rooms inside the inn are sets oh yeah 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 so like yeah. the outside of did. the inn looked nice but just like minorly roughed up yeah i, but I think they... whatever this is oh the raccoon the raccoon scene that was the scene that made the movie good that was the only good scene That's i don't remember the raccoon, the raccoon. Lindsay lohan oh, like opens the curtain and there's him. a raccoon right there and then she's like oh a critter and then he's like well there will be critters we're in the forest yeah, that made it into the trailer. So I had to know that that was a top scene. I think it probably was um, their highest budget shot. Moment. <laughs> um, well, so I'll just end the podcast with something mildly controversial. I think Elf is a terrible movie. Oh, boy. Oh. Wow, Tara agrees with you. I love it. But I think Elf is a garbage movie. And if you are looking for something, a classic Christmas movie to watch, you should watch Home Alone. Also, Home Alone too. 
I'll add something too, which is I agree with those second suggestions, though I do like Elf. But I will say don't watch Will Ferrell's new Christmas movie because it's kind of bad. Wait, so like my sister wants to watch it with our family at Christmas. Is that a bad idea? I watched it with Tara and my parents and nobody liked it, including my parents who typically like musicals. So it was a bad sign. I forget what it's called. Yeah, it doesn't Spirited? Matter. Spirited. Ghosted right. or spirited? Spirited. Spirited. Okay. Ghosted would be funny. That's <laughs> <laughs> a secret um, dating show. <laughs> I, I That actually reminds me of one other thing that made me really angry about this movie, which is that there's a scene that I think is meant to be an homage to the greatest Christmas movie of all time, It's a Wonderful Life, and a scene that I've watched probably 10 times and always makes me cry where every all the time townspeople show up at the end and help out Jimmy Stewart's character. And they do the most half-assed, oh, right. stupid version of that to at the end of this movie. And so for that reason, Falling for Christmas is a notch lower than all the other Christmas movies. Yeah, I think that whole, which is the, of, I mean, it's the plot. The plot is like he needs to save his stupid resort. And it's, yeah, it's a basically throwaway with like a really lame deus ex save it's yeah it's bad anyways and it's a lame solution too like there's her her mentioning it on the news is not sustainable business model (laughs) you know what i mean Uh, also i hate that there there, i would not go back to that resort based on how often their business they were like get out of my fucking business man i just want to have a vacation at your resort i don't want you like coming around and like giving me stuff or like doing things for me directly or whatever. I don't want any of that. <laughs> well, if you have watched <laughs> Falling for Christmas or you have other Christmas movie recommendations, shoot us an email, originalcontentpod at gmail.com. That's originalcontentpod at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at original content. I think we're probably going to try to spin up some non-Twitter social accounts over the next few weeks as well. Um, you can Why? subscribe there. It's, <laughs> are going great i deleted twitter from my phone today um and i I'm, i don't think i'm going to tweet again from my personal account um and you can subscribe and leave us a positive review in apple podcasts or the podcast app of your choosing thank you so much for listening jordan and daryl i'll talk to you soon bye bye